Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Obedience Podcast, the podcast inside of the podcast. Don't double check your phone. You are in the right place. This is the Black Health Academy platform. This is the Black Health Academy podcast. But if you're new here, I'm Lisa A. Smith, the founder of the Black Health Academy, and Obedience is my solo podcast. So these obedience episodes are episodes where I deep dive into what it means to be obedient in life, to live fully in alignment in life, and how to get there, stay there, and play there at a high level. So these episodes, obedience episodes, come out approximately one time per month, and this is obedience episode 17, Repetition is My Cheat Code. So super fun fact about this topic today is that I started typing this up as an email and it started getting longer and longer and longer. And I realized I had so many different points I wanted to pull out around this topic that I decided to turn it into a podcast. So here we are. This is going to be a good one because, again, it's a time where I've kind of reverse engineered a process that I've done for you guys, and now I'm going to detail it in real time to show you how it works. So, obedience episode 17, repetition is my cheat code. Per usual, because it's just me talking on these episodes, I have a beverage here that I'll be sipping on, so you'll hear short pauses every now and then as I wet my palate. Today I'm sipping on warm water with a scoop of blue-green algae, so really hyper- focusing on those phytonutrients today per usual per any other day of my life right you know I'm I chase I chase optimal health every single day I believe that as I age I can get better and better as opposed to the opposite ideology that western medicine has told us so listen warm water with blue green algae sipping on it today and I'm excited to deep dive into repetition is my cheat code cuz I thought about this uh, maybe about a month or two ago and I jotted it down in my notes and I've been mentally unpacking it ever since. And now I think I have enough notes um, and enough clarity on it myself to articulate it to you guys. So I'm excited about doing that today. If you enjoy what you hear today, first and foremost, please subscribe to the Black Health Academy podcast and never miss the episode because in addition to these obedience episodes, I also do something every Friday called the 60 second tip of the week, which typically turns <laughs> into more like 120, 180, 400 second tip of the week. Um, but every Friday I do the 60 second tip of the week where I am giving a health tip that health can be around physical health, mental health, emotional health. And then I also do a podcast with my co-host, Ms. Get Fit with Jay, approximately every two weeks that comes out. And then also here on the Black Health Academy podcast is where you can catch replays of many of my Facebook and Instagram live masterclasses. So fun times here, right? It's a lot of opportunity to gather a lot of content and information. And it's kind of relevant to what I'm talking about today because it's also a great place to listen to these things more than once. If you listen to a masterclass, a podcast episode, or a 60 second tip of the week that really resonates with you. One of the things I'm going to highly recommend is that you listen to it yet again, that you revisit that audio as many times as you need to, to accomplish the goal you're trying to accomplish. And I'm going to break that down for you right now. So here's how the email started off. Okay. That inevitably turned into this podcast episode. It says, we have a saying in Farm to Table. If you don't know, Farm to Table is my signature plant-based coaching program. So I uh, specialize here at the Black Health Academy. We specialize in plant-based nutrition. We help individuals overcome chronic health challenges or prevent chronic health challenges using a whole food plant-based diet. And then we just released this summer our plant-based certification. So Farm to Table is our 10-week plant-based coaching program and the other 23 is our year-long plant-based nutrition and coaching certification so farm to table has been around i created farm to table over four years ago i think in two, 2016 is when i created um, farm to table at that time it was actually called 
um, plant-based plus so the name has changed but I've created the program in the curriculum and have been refining it ever since uh, about five years ago now so we have a saying in farm to table which we work to instill in our students which says learn it with your head apply it with your hands and know it by heart learn it with your head apply it with your hands and know it by heart so here's my humble opinion which you never asked for but you hit play so here it is <laughs> in my humble opinion most of us know intuitively that in order to learn something it requires different things for different people so for example some of us learn better by reading some of us learn better by listening some of us learn better by doing or a combination of the three some of us um, learn better just by listening to what someone else went through and pretty much learning from their lessons and the mistakes they made and coming back and living our own journey and intentionally avoiding those mistakes, right? So a combination of those things. But we also understand that more often than not, it takes us reading, hearing, or doing it several times before we can honestly say, I got it. However, I believe that that, that I got it is a mere declaration of comprehension, which is a lower level of learning. What's, what it's not is a declaration of mastery. And what it's also not is a shift in belief systems. So <clears throat> I believe we typically hear something, again, read something, do something. And when we proclaim that we got it, we're really pro proclaiming that we understand the fundamental of whatever is being taught. Okay. However, it's just comprehension of a concept, but it's certainly not mastery and it's certainly not a shift in a belief system. So I also believe that we dole out too much credit for comprehension, so much so that we completely abandon that second and third tier of mastery and shifting belief systems. And we kind of run off into the sunset, patting ourselves on the back, you know, for already knowing that. Right. So I want you to think about this in the area of your life that you're trying to master. Maybe it's your health and maybe you've heard me or somebody else, another subject matter expert, say something over and over again. And you constantly, you know, it's not something that you effectively listen to because you already know it. Right. So you're, you're basically saying, I don't need to hear that again. I already know it. I know that already. And many people, they come to my lectures, they come to my classes, they you know enroll in farm to table, proclaiming what they already know. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's something to be really proud of, right? But it's a low level of understanding. It's a low level of lower level of learning. I already know that. Okay. So I believe we give ourselves a little bit too much credit for comprehension. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting everything requires mastery. However, when you're trying to make a major change in your life, simple comprehension just won't do. For example, when you try to adopt a whole food plant-based diet to overcome things like obesity, hypertension, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, autoimmune disease, you know, hormonal imbalances, food addictions, comprehending the fundamentals won't get you far. Comprehending the fundamentals of what it means to be plant-based won't get you very far in putting those conditions in remission or reversing those conditions completely. It's mastery and it's shifting of belief systems that produces those outcomes. And the way in which I personally coach to this and the way I personally practice this in my life is with repetition. So repetition is my cheat code to achieving, first and foremost, and obviously comprehension. Secondly, though, the less talked about is mastery. And thirdly, the even less talked about is my sh the shifting of belief systems. That's what I use repetition to accomplish. So... I'm going to get into this now and I want to use several examples because most of us are walking these streets, <laughs> giving ourselves so much credit for having already heard that. I've heard that before. I know that already. Um, 
they even have what what the, what's the, what does the t-shirt say been there done that got the t-shirt right and so we we give so much weight on having heard it read it learned it taken a class about it years prior all of this right but nobody's hanging up medals for mastery nobody's hanging up medals for shifting a belief system that has resulted in transformational change in their life and that's the part that we need to use repetition for. So, and that's the part that I want to articulate to you today. So let me take a sip of this here blue green algae warm water. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I remember um, a couple years ago, I went to a yoga class with my good friend, colleague, uh, mentee, Brielle of Getting Well with Brielle. Um, be well with Brielle. We, when we first started her company, it was get well with Brielle. Then we changed it to be well with Brielle. But um, I remember going to one of her yoga classes a couple years ago, and Brielle is brilliant. We should have made it brilliant Brielle. So we should have did. <laughs> but she's brilliant in her space. She's a wonderful yogi. She's a wonderful spirit. She's a wonderful um, advocate for healing, holistic health for the embodiment of the uh, earth, of other sentient beings, um, of being aligned with your chakras and, and aligning the mind, body, and spirit. Like, Brielle is great at teaching that and uh, of living it. So I went to one of her yoga classes a couple years ago, and one thing that she said that stood out to me beautifully was, we're attracted to what we need. We're attracted to what we need. So what I interpret this, interpreted that to mean is that when we listen to something, read something, or do something, the parts of that content that's going to stand out the most to us is what we need in that moment, right? Which means this, when we implement the practice of repetition, you're more than likely going to get something different every time. And every single one of you listening to this right now has experienced this. You may listen to the replay of a sermon that your pastor did at church. You may re-listen to one of my lectures. You may re-listen. You listen to like one of the things we put on repeat all the time is music. So you hear a song that you love. Um, and there's every time you hear it, or several times that you've heard it, different things have stood out for you in that song or in that lecture or in that sermon that you didn't catch the first time or didn't even or didn't resonate at higher level as high a level with you the first time. Why is that? It's because of exactly what Brielle said. We're attracted to what we need. So your level of consciousness in the moment is what's going to make certain things attractive to you in, in the content that you're consuming. Right. So this is why when we listen to something for the fourth or fifth time, we so we say things like, oh, my God, I get something different every time or I totally missed that part before. And this is why repetition is so important. This is one of the reasons why repetition is so important. Oftentimes, most of us. Um, we're addicted to gathering information, but we're not addicted to mastery and we're not addicted to changing i.e. shifting belief systems and shifting core values. And so if you're only addicted to gathering information so that you can get the credit for having gathered the information, then you're going to be living a really surface level face value life, but you're not going deep. So basically you're going wide, but you're not going deep. You're going wide, but you're not going deep. It's only when you implement the practice of repetition that you're then able to go deep into your own personal psyche, your own personal behaviors, your own personal programming, the per programming of others. Maybe you're a subject matter expert or professional who helps other people get unstuck and unpack things for other people. In order to do that at a high level, repetition is necessary. So let me give you an example of this, okay? Um, in one of my previous obedience episodes, I talked about, and it's actually one of the um, more popular obedience episodes. And the the episode is entitled um, "Here is my Here's my keys to manifestation." 
Um, here's my formula for manifestation. It's episode 15, obedience episode 15. So whatever platform you're listening to this on, scroll through our previous episodes and find obedience episode 15. Here's my formula for manifestation. In that episode, I talked about how I um, intentionally wanted to produce an outcome in my business um, earlier this year in, in spring. And so there's a few things that I did in order to produce that outcome. And it worked. I manifested the exact outcome that I wanted. But one of the things I listed in, in that episode was meditating every morning. So there's a specific meditation that I listened to every single morning. And when I say specific meditation, I mean the exact same one, exact same one. Like by the end of that, um, I think it was about a month, four or five weeks, I was almost able to repeat that meditation because it was a guided meditation. I was almost able to repeat it verbatim. So one of the things I did in order to manifest the outcome I wanted to manifest during that season was I listened to the exact same guided meditation every single morning. Now, why did I do this? Because repetition helps you do three things, okay? And I'm going to tell you what those th three things are, then give you an example of each. Repetition helps you do three things. Number one, it helps you to shift a belief system. Number two, it helps you to develop discipline. Number three, it helps to combat decision fatigue, okay? So shift a belief system, develop discipline and mastery, and combat decision fatigue. So my mission in listening to that same meditation every morning when I was trying to manifest a specific outcome was to my mission at that time was to shift a belief system. I knew I had some limiting belief systems in my mind around my role as an entrepreneur, around my business, and things like this. And I knew what those limiting belief systems were. And every time those thoughts crept up in my mind, I knew I needed to evict them. But what I wanted to do was not just work on evicting the limiting belief system or the um, limiting thought when it came up. I wanted to go a step further and actually replace it with a new belief system. So it was one thing to evict a belief system that like, you know, my body is, doesn't look good. You know, I don't look good in the mirror, whatever, whatever. Like, okay, when negative thoughts about my body come up, I need to evict it. But then it's a whole nother practice to replace it with a new belief system. It's one thing to just stop saying that, stop thinking about that. You know, don't use that language about yourself, but it's a whole nother thing to put a new belief system in its place. And so with this meditation every morning, I need I wanted to put a new belief system in its place. And so I needed to listen to the same thing every day in order to do that. This is called shifting a belief system and that's what repetition helps to do. So it's one thing to come to one of my lectures and hear me say that you do not need to consume animal products in order to get all the protein you need to live. Now, in and of itself, that sentence is not complex, right? You do not need to consume animal products in order to have adequate levels of protein. I can say it multiple ways. You will not have a protein deficiency if you stop eating animal products. Now, you come to my lectures or you listen to one of my replays and you hear me say that. You will walk away and say, I got it. I comprehended what Lisa said. Lisa said, I don't have to consume animal products in order to have adequate levels of protein. Lisa said, repeat it back. Okay, here's another way. Lisa said, on a whole food plant-based diet, I will get enough protein. It's multiple ways you can frame that, right? And, we're, and all the sentences are saying the same thing. But just because you can repeat it back to me, just because you can restructure the sentence to prove to me that you comprehend it does not mean it shifted your belief system. You now need to come to every one of my first Saturday classes. You now need to enroll in Farm to Table. 
and actually do the work because now you need proof. You can you can comprehend it. But that hasn't necessarily shifted your belief system. And so now we need to put this on repeat. Now, not only do I need to hear Lisa say it a bunch of times in a multitude of ways, I probably also need to do. So not just hear, not just listen, not just read, but now I need to do in order to prove. So I need to shift a belief system. So what I was doing earlier this year in the springtime, when I was trying to manifest a certain outcome in my business, Listening to the meditation in order to shift my belief system was me listening. That was me taking in the information. That was me gathering information. The same time that I was doing, I was doing that meditation in the morning, let's say at 6 a.m. Come 10 a.m., come 9 a.m., come 2 p.m., I was then doing the work, right? So I'm like, let me pair, um, let me pair rerouting my belief systems with doing the work that's required to get the outcome that I'm looking for. The combination of the two resulted in the outcome I was looking for and I walked away with a new belief system. Now that I'm in another season of my business a couple months later, that belief system that I previously held is no longer impeding what I'm now trying to accomplish, which is double than what I was trying to accomplish before. And so it shifts the way I work. It shifts the way I operate. But what did I use in order to get that new belief system? I used repetition and I'm still using repetition. I don't need to listen to that particular meditation anymore, but there's some things that I am doing over and over again, even now to continue to solidify this new belief system. So that's what repetition does. You may say, I don't need to come to Lisa's first Saturday classes anymore. She says the same things over and over again. So my question to you becomes, okay, so you you like, and I really don't need to take farm to table because I've been coming to her first Saturday classes for a year. I think I got it. Yeah, you do. You're comprehending what I'm saying. I'll give you credit for that. You can repeat back what I'm about to say when somebody else asks me a question. What you don't have is mastery and what you certainly don't have is a shift in your belief system. Because even though you heard me say a million times, (laughs) a million and one probably, that on a whole food plant-based diet, you can certainly easily, without supplements, without a protein powder, get all the protein you need from whole real food. You still feel compelled to eat fish at least once a week, to have chicken at least once a week. Well, at least to still do my hard-boiled eggs for protein. But you you comprehend that you don't need it, but you haven't, it hasn't shifted your belief system. So you haven't paired the repetition with the doing. Okay? So that's the first example. So the first thing I said that repetition has the power to do is shift a belief system. And that's why repetition is so important. So yeah, you read the book. It was good. It was juicy. You put it on the shelf, the shelf, check the box. It's red. Now you're moving on to the next book. You're moving on to the next thing. You're moving on to the next hot topic. No, you need to go back to that book. It's the same reason people open their Bible and read the same scriptures over and over and over again. They comprehend. They comprehend that. But they're not living it. There's there's some type of breakdown between when they read it and when they go out and live life. So what do they need to do? They need to keep coming back and rereading it, reiterating it, because the manifestation of the things that are happening in their life is not reflecting what they comprehend. So the belief shift, the belief system has not been shifted yet. What else does repetition have, have the power to do? um, repetition has the power to help you reach a level of mastery. So let me give an example here. So I'm currently doing a six week running challenge. Okay. So, um, it's, uh, I'm in week four, I think I'm finishing up week four right now. So every week there's a number of runs that we have to do. Like, I think like the first two or three weeks, it was, we had to run three days a week. Now we have to run um, four days a week. And 
incrementally the time that we have to run increases. So we started off with a 15 minute run, 20 minute run, 25 minute run. Now we're at 30 minute runs. I ran 30 minutes this morning, which is big for me, especially outside because I'm not a runner. I'm not a long distance runner. I like sprinting and things like that. But I wanted to have a consistent cardio schedule and I also wanted my running to be better. Like I wanted my endurance to be better. I wanted my breathing to be better. I wanted to go, you know, longer without feeling overexerted. Um, I wanted to build certain muscles and things in my legs. I wanted to improve my mile, you know, go from a 12 minute mile to 11 minute mile to a 10 minute mile. So I needed to reach a level of mastery. And so I needed to do this on repeat. So I sought out and found a running challenge. And so I'm on, like I said, I'm in the fourth week of this six week running challenge. I haven't missed one day. I haven't missed one go. And what is it doing for me? It's helping me achieve a level of mastery around my running. I have it on repeat. I have a schedule. I get up in the morning. You know, running is part of my morning routine. So it's helping me reach a level of mastery. So in this case, this repetition is not shifting a belief system unless I came in with something like, oh, I'm not a runner. I can't run. I'm not good at running. That I never believed that. So in my case, I'm not trying to shift a, a, a belief system around this. In this case, I'm using repetition for mastery. Now, you can have dual purposes. If you're one of the per- people who do believe I can't run, I don't do good at running, then this would also be shifting a belief system for you. But I never had that belief system. It's just something I never had the desire to do, mostly because I don't like um, long distance running breaks down your muscle. And so I prefer a muscular body. But I was in the process um of trying to lose weight. So I needed to increase my cardio. So I had my, mo- my motivations were different, but I didn't come in with a limiting belief system. I just came in with a lack of mastery around running. So I joined a six week running challenge. I'm running multiple days a week for different lengths of time. And I am beginning to master runner running at a level in which I want to master. And I don't intend to go on and do marathons or ultra marathons or anything like that. But I've also never ran for 30 minutes, especially outdoors, because running outside versus running on a treadmill indoors is very different, very different. You have assistance on a treadmill. Running outside is different, especially if you're running on concrete, which isn't the healthiest. I should be running at a track, but whatever. Um, So that's the thing. So I'm using repetition in this case for mastery. And I can literally tell like when I ran for 30 minutes today, it was so incredibly different than than um before in the first week when I started I was like in the first week because you can see the schedule ahead of time so I remember in the first week you know look at jumping ahead and looking at the schedule and I'm like oh lord I'm have to work run for 30 minutes and these 15 minutes are like I'm used to doing hit training I'm used to doing bursts of running that last maybe 10 to 15 seconds so 15 minutes straight was a big deal but now that I'm in week four and I'm doing 30 minutes straight it's it was so easy. I, I was almost shocked. Not only, matter of fact, I, I went to 32 minutes because <laughs> I was almost uh, to the end of um, the trail that I was on. So I was like, I might as well just go to the end. I added on two extra minutes. Now, anybody that work out and does cardio knows that two extra minutes could kill you <laughs> when you're dreading what you're doing. But I was so proud of myself. Like, shucks, I did 32. They only asked for 30, right? So uh, I'm reaching a level of mastery here with repetition, okay? All right. Um, The third thing that repetition helps you to achieve is overcoming decision fatigue. Now, this is so important um, because... um, a lot of times, what, what, what most people don't understand, first, let me break down decision fatigue, okay? Let me break down decision fatigue. If you um, listen to my 60-second tip, you may have heard me mention a couple Fridays ago, we have a, this thing called you know, decision-making fuel, and we only get so much decision-making fuel every day, which means... Typically, the more tired, lethargic, exhausted, overwhelmed, um, sleep deprived you are, um, 
even from a dietary standpoint, like if you're consuming a lot of junk, a lot of sugar, a lot of processed food, um, a lot of refined carbohydrates and stuff like that, typically your reason, reasoning and decision-making ability is impeded. And so the typically the later in the day it gets or the more sleep-deprived you are, the more tired you are, the harder it is to make good decisions. So we have something called decision-making fuel, which basically says, you know, earlier in the day and the more optimized your health is, the better you are at making good decisions. But let's just say you start off the day really good with all of that. You know, drinking the water, you got a good night's rest. Let's say you start the day with a full tank across all levels, right? You up, you add them. It's a good day. You're feeling good. Your mind is sharp. You're clear. Even someone who starts off like that, as the day goes on, their decision-making fuel is still decreased naturally from making literally sometimes hundreds of decisions in a day. And you're making decisions when you don't know you're making decisions. It's like, how can I make hundreds of decisions in a day? You're not making huge decisions on like, you know, who to marry, who to hire, who to fire, but you're making decisions on what to eat, what to wear, you know, um, what errands to run a day. What Should I go to this bank on this side of town? What grocery store should I go to? You're making decisions for your kids when they ask you questions. Can I do this? Can I not do this? You know, you know, you're making decisions on what book should I do? I want to read tonight from a personal development. You're making decisions on what show to watch. Like you don't realize how many decisions you make throughout the day. Okay. So inevitably every single person, no matter whether or not you start with a full tank or half a tank or you start on E, every single person every day experiences decision fatigue. And what one of the ways you can combat that, you can't necessarily completely overcome it unless you optimize your life and like do some real work to optimize your life to put nearly everything on repeat. But most of us you know, we are like just living day to day and just making these decisions as we go. But there are some like really high level performers in our world who have like um, spoken about this and exuded certain behaviors in order to combat it. So an example of this is um, Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple. So Steve, Steve Jobs was notorious for wearing the same T-shirt and jeans every single day. Why? Because it was one less decision he had to make. Mark Zuckerberg is the same way, founder of Facebook, right? And I remember when I adopted that philosophy, when I learned about that years ago. <laughs> so a guy I was dating at the time, I remember he had on this really nice t-shirt. It was, it was, <laughs> it was such a good quality t-shirt. Like it was so soft. I love the way it hanged off his waist. It was it was such good quality and material that when you wipe when you wash it and get stretched out and it was a black t-shirt and when he washed it it never faded it stayed like this really sharp vibrant black never faded to like this grayish and I'm like what kind of t-shirt is this I we used to like we were dating when I used to lay on his chest I'm like this t-shirt is so nice <laughs> and so. Um, and we were long distance dating. So he used to fly to see me. And I remember being like, oh my God, this t-shirt is so nice. So it was like kind of around the same time where I discovered like, um, like, you know, Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg or, or whatever wore the same thing every day, like t-shirt and jeans, t-shirt and jeans. And I'm like, you know what? I'm about to do that because I started noticing it was like earlier in my business and I was like creating a lot of content, which I still do now, but it's easier for me now for a multitude of reasons. But I was then I was creating a lot of stuff for, from scratch, really getting my footing. And so I, I felt like I was constantly thinking about stuff. I was constantly trying to make decisions on stuff. Should I go this way or this way with, you know, trying to teach my students this lesson? And so I just, when it came, it highlighted for me how many other decisions I was making throughout the day that was causing me overwhelmed like literally what to put on today so I remember when he had this really nice t-shirt I was like where did you get this t-shirt from let's go to the mall and I want to get them all do they do they come in male and female you know are they you know whatever co-ed t-shirts I'm like 
I'm about to do this because I struggle. I was working from home. I've, I've been working from home for years. So I didn't have to, sometimes I had to go somewhere. Like I was still a personal trainer. So I had to go train clients and stuff, but I didn't have an office or anything I had to go into, but I always had to figure out what the heck to put on. So he was like, I got it from Banana Republic. And I was like, say less. So we went to Banana Republic. He bought me some t-shirts. I'm like, yes. Oh my God, this feels amazing. And Banana Republic has several different t-shirts and they're like different t-shirt lines so the one he was wearing was called like the luxury something t-shirt line and so I was like I want that and I remember in the women's they only had like uh, a certain neck I can't remember if it was only v-neck or only the rounded neck and I didn't want that so I ended up buying the men's version and because I wanted the one he had and I remember one day he left uh to go back home to Georgia <laughs> And he's like, why don't you keep this T-shirt? You love it so much. And so I still have that T-shirt to this day. And I, this is like one of my favorite T-shirts. It's just so nice. But basically, I filled up my closet with these Banana Republic luxury brand T-shirts because I didn't want what I was going to wear to be another decision that I had to make because I was experiencing decision fatigue. Like I was getting so burnt out on making decisions. And um, I know my students in Farm to Table experience this when it comes to going plant-based or even if you're not a student and you're trying to go plant-based because you're always like, what to eat, what to eat, what to eat, what to eat, right? And so you can really experience decision fatigue when you compound that with all the other decisions you have to make in a day. And so one of the ways that repetition is going to help combat this decision fatigue is you create a solid routine or schedule for yourself and you put it on repeat, okay? So... You have a smoothie every day. You eat the same thing for bread. Now, don't get me wrong, because one of the things that we teach our students in front of the table is that you need to diversify your plants. You need to diversify your plate. You need to diversify your food. But that doesn't mean you have to diversify. The meal has to look different. Just the ingredients of the meal has to look different, right? So that's less decisions that you have to make. You don't have to come up with a brand new meal every time. So let's say you're like, you know what? I'm only doing a smoothie for breakfast. That will be the very first meal of the day that I have. You know, I don't want to think about it, but you might have, you might have three different types of plants in the refrigerator. So Monday, you throw spinach in there. Tuesday, you throw kale in there. Wednesday, you throw Swiss chard in there. You know, Friday, you throw dandelion greens in there. You add some cilantro, you add some parsley. So even though the, the, the general meal is the same, a smoothie, so you don't have to make a decision on what to eat. I know I'm going to have a smoothie. I know I'm going to have a green smoothie top of the day. And then you can diversify the plants, which you can make one decision one time about what plant you want to have that week and buy them one time. So you don't have to every Tuesday, you don't have to make a new decision. You just grab whatever your hand touches in the refrigerator. It's nothing you have to overthink and wear, wear yourself out, right? So repetition can combat decision fatigue on what to wear, what to eat, even the processes in your business, right? I remember, like, I just... Um, eliminated PayPal from our payment processors. Like I, there's, we have, the only option is credit or debit card, right? We're, I don't have to make decisions on how, we don't, we don't have decisions on how to process these payments. We like, I try and reduce the amount of decisions that need to be made in my business again to compact decision fatigue. We do one thing, one way on repeat. Somebody asked me recently when they were enrolling into um, the other 23 certification. She's like, uh, can I do cash app or can I do check? I said, no, we do. This is our checkout page. This is the link. This is the only way there's because I have all those things. I have cash app. I have PayPal. You know, I have Zelle. I have a but they're not options in my business anymore. Right collecting money from all these different sources. Then have to compile compile them and make sure we do our accounting and everything right for tax time and for budgeting purposes and all that. Eliminate all these options and put one thing on repeat, right? And so repetition is my cheat code for mastery or for shifting belief systems or to combat decision fatigue, right? Um... And so it's really, it's, and, and I'll throw one more in there for peace of mind. It's something, it's one less thing I have to think about. And it's one less thing I have to 
consider or be overwhelmed by. And I'm sure many of you can relate to this. What in my life can I put on repeat so that it literally takes something off of my mental plate? What can you put on repeat? Like, for example, when I want to dine out in my neighborhood, I have one restaurant I go to. I still got to choose on the menu what to eat. But even on their menu, I only stick to about five to seven things. It's not now I, I used to when I didn't have groceries or when, you know, I didn't feel like cooking or didn't have the capacity cook. I used to have to literally scroll through my Happy Cow app, scroll through DoorDash. Which restaurant do I want to choose from? Now, I don't do that anymore. I got one restaurant that I go to, has, which has several whole food plant-based vegan options for me to choose from. And that's my go-to. Now, if, if I have a lighter day one day and I want to do some exploring, sure. I'm not sh- saying everything has to be the same every time. Sure, we want some excitement. We want some spontaneity every now and then. But as far as my regular routine, is on repeat. Because again, peace of mind. So, and combating decision fatigue when it comes to what I'm going to eat. But when it comes to maybe, you know, building a multi-million dollar business, which I'm in the process of doing, I put things on repeat to shift belief systems. For you, when it comes to your health, with when it comes to finally getting the weight off, when it comes to, to um, overcoming type 2 diabetes, the reason you haven't been able to accomplish that. It's not because you don't know the information. Yes, you you fundamentally comprehend that the refined carbohydrates, the saturated fat, you know, is is problematic. So you questioning you're, you're questioning yourself like, why do I know this stuff but I still have this condition? Why do I know this stuff but I'm still having chronic health challenges? Because you operate with um, you've given satisfaction to a low level of learning which is comprehension. Comprehension is not going to get you far. Now you have to put what you know, quote unquote, know on repeat and pair that with the application of it. Remember what I told you earlier, what we tell our students in Farm to Table, learn it with your head. That's comprehension. Apply it with your hands. That's doing. Know it by heart. That's mastery. So, most of us just stop at the first step, which is learn it with your head. We're like, okay, I got it, Lisa. I don't need protein powder if even if I'm if, even if I'm on a whole food plant based diet. You comprehend it, but the reason you are still taking protein powders because you haven't applied it with your hands. You haven't put that on repeat, and you haven't reached a level of mastery that's then able to shift your belief system. So. For me, again, um, I just finished this 21-day um, like spiritual awareness meditation with Michael Beckwith. And um, I think it was the eighth day or something like that. It was called um, Have Faith in Faith. And I really love this audio. I really love this particular meditation. It's only like three minutes long. And I've listened to that probably no less than 10 times. Like I go back to that one. It's a 21-day thing. But again... I listen to it about 10 times because, again, we're attracted to what we need, right? So the things that still need to be shifted for me are what I put on repeat. So what areas um, are you working on? Is it your health? Is it your finances? Is it your relationships? Like you might understand fundamentally that communication is a key to having a healthy marriage, and you could tell somebody else that all day. It's just, and this is also why we tell people, like, I can tell people what to do, but why can't I do it for myself? Because you comprehend it. So you, you, because you comprehend it, yeah, you could tell somebody else. It's comprehension, so you can repeat it back. But the reason you can't do it, the reason your life doesn't embody it, is because you haven't put it on repeat enough to shift your belief system and to reach a level of mastery. And so you haven't applied it with your hands repeatedly (laughs) you haven't applied it with your hands repeatedly so the reason you can tell everybody the thing is because you comprehend well (laughs) you ain't a dummy basically is what you're saying you comprehend well but honey we got to stop giving so much credit to comprehension that's low level that's low level and so um the final thing i want to say i was um um 
my partner is listening. He, um, I put him on to ET, first of all. Most of y'all follow me know I love Dr. Eric Thomas, number one motivational speaker in the world. And I listen to and follow Dr. Eric Thomas because I really like him. I really like his content. I really like him as a person. Um, I really like his processes. And so I put my partner on ET. <laughs> and so we send each other videos back and forth or ET said this, ET said that. We're going to see ET uh, this month. We love ET. So, but there's a particular talk that, um, a particular, so ET has a whole bunch of YouTube videos. And so he put, um, I sent him this one YouTube video and he listens to it every single day. I didn't even know this. He literally told me this the other day. He put it on, we were riding in the car. He turned it on. We just sitting there vibing, listening to ET. And he's like, I listen to this every day. I was like, what? Because I knew he listened to ET all the time, but I thought it was different YouTube videos, right? So I was like, whoa, 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 wait. you got this on repeat? He's like, yeah. So you know I got geeked because I had already had this lesson in my phone that I've been taking notes on about repetition. So I was like, can I interview you, you really quickly about why you listen to this one video over and over again? <laughs> He's like, okay, sure. <laughs> and so I was like, why? Why do you listen to this one? Why do you... Um, there's literally hundreds, if not thousands of uh, ET videos, ET clips and stuff on YouTube. So, you know, why do you listen to this one over and over again? And one of the things that he said, which I thought was so good, he said, you know, number one, it keeps me motivated. Um, but he said, it reminds me to follow what I want to do without permission. He also said, it reminds me to kill the noise. And he also said, it reminds me to remind myself that no one is going to see my vision like I see it. So those three answers that he gave me keeps me motivated, follow, reminds me to follow what I want to do without permission, reminds me to kill the noise, and reminds me to remind myself that no one is going to see my vision like I see it. What is he using repetition for in this case? He's using repetition to shift a belief system. Now, the first time he heard this particular video from E.T., it was powerful for him. And he, like I'm sure millions of other people have done, could have kept it moving until the next E.T. video became available. But what did he do? He heard something in this video that he felt like he really needed. And so he parked here. He parked here. And he just put it on repeat. Every single day, he listens to this same exact message from E.T. In an effort to follow what he wants to do without permission, to kill the noise, and to remind himself that no one is going to see his vision like he sees it. He's not trying to master anything here. He's not combating decision fatigue here. In this case, he's trying to shift a belief system, but he's doing it through repetition. I'm telling you, if you are struggling in any area of your life, Whatever area that may be, your own personal development, your own esteem and self-worth, uh, your own confidence, your, uh, if you're struggling through food addictions, if you're st struggling through uh, you know, getting financial freedom, if you're struggling in relationships, romantic relationships, professional relationships, familial relationships, right? First of all, you're attracted to what you need. So what... Wherever there's a, a, a message or an intuitive understanding of something you heard in the world, the way in which you comprehend that is a reflection of your state of consciousness at the time, right? So when you land in a space that is speaking to exactly what you need to hear, you need to take that. You need to be raising your virtual hand. Is this replay going to be available? Because <laughs> many people ask me that in our first Saturday class, but I would love to see the data on how many people actually go back and re-listen to it. I would love to see that data. I would love to hear how many of y'all actually revisited this replay. You asked for it, like, but sometimes I feel like people ask for the replay and things just because it's the right, because it's juicy in the moment and you have every intention on circling back around, but you never really do. Or you never fully do. You know, you might come back to it, hit play, but you don't lean in because in the back of your mind, I heard this before. 
not not realizing what you missed because when you heard it the first time you were attracted to what you need now this time you need something else different so even though you heard it before it didn't land before because you didn't need it before so there's so much value you can get out of repetition i remember doing one of my recent first saturday classes um the the title of that class is um how to stop um self-sabotage and it was a live Q&A and I jumped into live Q&A with um, one of our um, attendees. And I, I mean, I jumped into a live coaching session with one of our attendees and she was asking me questions about self-sabotage. And I coached her right there during the live class for everybody to listen and witness. And we it was a good time. It was really short. It was a good time, though. I kind of helped her unpack what her true problem was. She thought it was one thing and we unpacked it a little more. And so the following month. She came back and I asked her, I said, Gayla, did you go back and listen? Because I told her to. I said, you better come back and re-listen to this, to to me coaching you through this. You need to hear this again because you're doing it with me right now. You need to come back and listen to what you said and listen to what my response was to what you said. And so the following month, I said, Gayla, did you go back and listen to our live coaching session that we did last month? She said, I can't stop listening to it. She says, I've went back and listened to it so many times. I was like, yes, yes, right? Because she's trying to shift a belief system. In that particular scenario, um, self-sabotage was the issue. And her reasoning for self-sabotage was, you know, she was afraid of being held accountable to the results that she was trying to get. And so she needed to shift a belief system. And so she needed to hear that coaching session. Over and over and over again until it shifted something for her. So listen, repetition is my cheat code in this life. How do I, many people listen to me and they, you know, give me compliments. Lisa, you're so smart. You know so much in this plant-based space. You know so much about personal development. I love your mind. That's one of the biggest compliments I get all the time is I love your mind, which is the highest compliment because that's what I sell. That's what I market. That's what I monetize. You know, that's what I slang. I slang my cognitive ability. My intelligence, basically. Right. Many of you guys have heard me say multiple times, the only physical product I have is my my recipe book. That's my my recipe book is passive income. That is not what's floating this company What's floating. This company is my mind. But how did I get my mind so sharp? Repetition. You think I mastered an understanding of, you know, how the kidneys work or the the role of the thyroid in the body or, you know, you know, how our liver produces cholesterol by hearing it one time? No, I use repetition to get to reach a level of mastery. So again, I'm not saying everything is worthy of being mastered, but the things that you know you need to, it's going to be repetition. Stop seeking out the shiniest new thing, the shiniest new vehicle for this information. Go back over the vehicle you've already been using. Pull that book back out that you highlighted the hell out of. And for what reason? Because you never went back and reread the highlighted portions. My Farm to Table alumni, listen, in Farm to Table, our um, students, and I remember when this first started happening, boy, did I look at this completely wrong. Man, the lessons of an entrepreneur. But in Farm to Table, I started getting people who wanted to retake the farm to table. And initially I took this as a sign that I failed. Right. So farm to table, it used to be a six week coaching program. Now it's a 10 week plant based coaching program. Right. And we offer farm to table three times a year. We used to offer it four times a year. Now we offer it three times a year. And <clears throat> I remember when people started re enrolling and I'm like, what in the devil? What did I do right the first time? It, I made it all about me. I felt so insecure. It, it it sparked. I'm like, what did I do wrong? Why do they need to retake the program? Now that I have a higher level of consciousness and understanding around human behavior, psychosocial behavior, human learning patterns, I get what I understand is the first time they took farm to table was for comprehension. For most people, it was strictly for comprehension. They come back for mastery and some to shift belief systems because they're still like, oh, I don't can I really can I really live this lifestyle without a dependency on a multivitamin every morning? Can I really, really, really live this lifestyle without 
you know, all of these things that Western medicine has told me that I need. Like, can I really use this diet to get my A1C down? Can I really use this diet to get my cholesterol down? The first time they took comp- uh, uh, farm to table, I, I told them that. I taught them the science. I told them that. I even showed them that with the things we have them do. They actually got it down, right? But it didn't fully shift their belief system into be a full-on believer. So they have to come back. And it's, and it's not that we weren't successful the first time. They're able to articulate. Many of our alumni who retake from the table, they're able to articulate what they got the first time and then what they got the second time. And so I started putting the pieces together. I'm like, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. The first time was comprehension. Like, basically, if make it make sense was a person, right? Make it make sense, Lise. How can type 2 diabetes that's ran in my family that I watched my mama, my grandma, and my grandpa struggle with, how can this not be my fate? Make it make sense. Help me comprehend the fact that heart disease, obesity, addiction, autoimmune disease is not in my genetic code. Help me to comprehend that. Oh, it wasn't necessarily their DNA. It was literally their eating habits. It was their sedentary lifestyle. It was their smoking. It was them living, um, staying committed to a, a career that they hated that brought down you know, their, the, their um, vibrational frequency. I got it. I comprehend that now. So let me get this right. I just need to eat better. I need to move more. I need to drink better. I need to stop smoking. I need to get in alignment in my life. You know, find a sense of purpose. I need to serve, uh, raise my vibrational frequency, and I can heal the body. Got it. I comprehend that. Now let me come back, do everything you had me do again so I can reach a level of mastery. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So repetition, I used to see repetition as a problem. Now I understand repetition is a cheat code. Repetition is a strength. What some of our students probably do, and I don't, I haven't verified this because they don't stop responding to me. <laughs> but what some of our students probably do is they take farm to table and be like, all right, okay, I took that. And, but then we never see them again. They don't engage in alumni community. They, they don't take advantage of all the stuff we offer them after they graduate from the core curriculum. They don't come to our monthly alumni meetings. So they don't engage in the private alumni group chat. They don't um, engage in the master classes that we unlock for them after they become alumni, that we unlock monthly for them. Like they don't um, revisit the ALO, the additional learning opportunities inside of their student portal. They just take farm to table and be like, I had that experience. Now, let me go on to the next thing to try and lose weight. Let me go on to the next thing to try and get my blood pressure down. Let me go on to the next thing to try and get my cholesterols down. It's like, no, would you please stop like content hopping and stay like, stay where you're welcome. Stay, you, you, you found value in farm to table and everything that had to offer the first time around, but then you disconnect yourself from the source and decide to hop on a different train. Why? Just put this on repeat. You only, you, so you comprehend it and you think I got it. I heard everything Lisa has to say. Now let me go. No, 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 no. Come back for mastery. Come back for a shift in your belief system. I had to tell our alumni at our last meeting, like, some of y'all, I ain't seen y'all in a while. Why are you disconnecting? And then they say exactly, oh, because I fell off. You know, I was kind of ashamed. I have some guilt. That's because you only comprehended the information, but you didn't stick around long enough to master it, to shift, to shift. We're here for transformational change. I never promise you you're going to be a whole new person in 10 weeks. But I, what I did do was my job, which was to build out a program that will allow that to happen. If you decide to disembark from the vessel before we reach the destination, that's on you. Everything you're looking for is still here. Why are you disembarking and we haven't arrived in a dis- destination? You literally hopping out the car midway there. You, you comprehend it and you think you got there. No, we're still on this journey together. I tell everybody during literally orientation and farm to table, what's about to take place in these next 10 weeks is your takeoff. You're going to use the most energy in these next 10 weeks as you're trying to comprehend this information. 
then you're going to get a level of momentum that you where you'll be able to maintain you'll be able to put the car on cruise control i'm going to give you all the things you need here in these next 10 weeks we're going to do it together but then you'll be able to be on cruise control but some of y'all just cut the car off just keep doing what i said i said drink the water i said drink 25 ounces of water within the first 30 minutes a week of waking that is one of our um program requirements in farm to table it's not an option then you get out of the program you disconnect from the community and you disconnect from the process and then you start floating around the world trying to figure out who who else's process can i enroll into because that one didn't work or did you just hop out the the car too early you disembarked the vessel before we landed at the desk you literally jumped off the cruise ship before we got to the island you didn't even stick around for the sweet, sweet view of the island, of the water, of the monkey swinging from the trees. You just jumped out in the ocean. Like I walked around a boat a few times and was like, I got it. This is nice. Okay, this is how you do things around here. Got it. And just disembarked, disengaged, disconnected, disenfranchised. <laughs> now you're distraught. <laughs> Right? So repetition is my cheat code, y'all. Because you believed in my process. You believed in my system. So I, I get if you disembark, if you feel like, no, this is not being, you know, this is not a high level of integrity. What, you're, what she's saying hasn't been proven. There's no, it's not data backed. It's not whatever. So once you check all those boxes that the person or program that I'm about to follow is legit, once, once the credibility is out of the way, once you believe in the person in the process, stay engaged and put their process on repeat until you have a level of mastery and um, a, a shift in the belief systems that allows you to easily and fluently, uh, fluently live a certain life. For some people, it continues to be a struggle months and years later because you haven't reached a uh, um, speed that allows you to cruise so you feel like you're keep you keep going uphill you know how like you get on the freeway you're like okay we're on this long distance trip all I can see in, in front of me is like miles and miles of road you look around traffic is light so the first thing you do before you put the car on cruise control is you increase your speed to the desired speed most of you spend your life trying to accomplish a goal, whether it being your career and your health, whatever, constantly trying to put the pedal to the metal, increase your speed, but you never get to a place of cruise control. You either put the pedal to the metal or you let completely off the gas and you start going, the speed starts going down, but you never reach a level of mastery in um, core shift in your belief system that allows you to cruise at this pace. This is where I am now. Initially, I was increasing my speed on this plant-based journey. I'm like, okay, I give up dairy. Okay, I give up chicken. Okay, I give up eggs. Okay, I, I go pescatarian for a while. Okay, I give up fish, right? That was me steadily increasing my speed. Then as I was doing that and I was getting the results from doing that, it was beginning to shift my belief system. Oh my God, I've always been told I needed meat for this. I need eggs for this. I need dairy for calcium. Oh my God. Uh, the, the, my data, my body is proving otherwise. Let me cruise here for a bit. But no, some of us go all the way back, let our foot completely off the gas, go all the way back down to 10 miles per hour. Now we got to increase speed to, again to get back up to where we are. Okay, let me remaster drinking my water. Let me remaster eating my plants every damn day. Let me remaster reading my labels. Let me remaster, you know, um, demanding inclusion when I go out instead of just succumbing to the chicken wings on the menu. And so now we, we you see what I'm saying? We disembark too soon. So repetition, repetition, repetition is going to be your cheat code. It was mine. It's still mine in every single thing I do. The only thing that changes is what I'm trying to accomplish with this repetition. Am I trying to master my running? Am I trying to shift a limiting belief system in order to take my business to the next level? Am I trying to combat decision fatigue just by going out and buying the same quality t-shirts? So when I go out, tea and jeans. When I'm training or working out, T and leggings. 
I have to make all these decisions. So what are you trying to achieve? But regardless of what the end goal is, repetition is the key. So some of y'all going to have to re-listen to this here episode again. Because you got out of, it, out of it this time what you needed in with your state of consciousness right now. Bookmark this episode. Send it to yourself. Set a reminder to circle back around. Listen to it again. And then let me know what happens. Y'all see how this email was going to be way too long? <laughs> this started out as an email. Crazy. I had so much to say. When I started writing that email, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. This is about to get too juicy, Lisa. Your mind is going way faster than your fingers. You need to hit play uh, instead of clicking to write an email. You need to just, like, explode on a mic with this one. <laughs> Okay, so I hope this was helpful for somebody. Listen, if you're listening to this before September, um, before the last week in September 2021, then I, our fall semester of Farm to Table is open for enrollment right now, as well um, as my certification, the other 23 plant-based nutrition and certification. When the enrollment opens um, shortly, it won't open up again until 2022 for both programs. Some of you guys cannot wait a minute longer. You need to get your tail in one of these seats and come get this work. Okay. So if you know, you have work to do with your personal health, um, and you need to overcome some chronic health challenges and you're sick of just collecting information, gathering information, but you're ready to apply it with your hands, then come apply for farm to table. Okay. You're going to do that by visiting lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me, lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me. And there you can read about both programs. So farm to table is for your personal health. And then the under 23, if, if you're a health coach, aspiring health coach, or if you're in a health adjacent field, right? So you may work in the fitness space. You may work in the mental health space. You may be work in the medical space, doctor, nurse, CNA, whatever it is. But you know you want to master plant-based nutrition in an effort to um, increase, uh, improve the health outcomes of the people you serve or you want to serve, then you need to apply for the other 23. I'm super excited. This is going to be my first cohort. I'm keeping this cohort pretty small as I work with this, with this first cohort of coaches and helping them to master plant-based nutrition, helping them to master um, coaching um, and build out their own IP, intellectual property. If you know that's you, come on over, apply for the other 23, um, invest in a process instead of trying to DIY that thing. I promise you it's a game changer. I would never recommend something to you that I haven't done myself. So I've invested at a very high level in my own business for my own personal development, for the, for the growth of my business. I've invested at a very high level for my own personal health. I got coaches and trainers across the board, I promise you. So, um... I, I walk the walk and I talk the talk. So if you know you need help in either space, personal health or with your career in the health space, then you want to visit lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me. Read about both tracks, decide which track is right for you, and then apply accordingly, okay? And if we are not in an enrollment season when you're listening to this, if you go to lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me, you're able to, you'll be able to get on the wait list for um, either program and you will be notified when enrollment does open. So either way, if you want to learn more about it as you prepare for what your next step will be, go to lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me and either apply or get on the wait list. Okay. Okay. And drop me some feedback. Throw a heart on this episode. Throw a comment on this episode. Shoot me an email at hello at lisaangelsmith.com and let me know that this hit different for you. What landed for you? What were you attracted to the most? in this episode. Until next time, peace.